ain't no fucking at all About 200 rock fans are at a rock show Welcome to the Community Broadband Bits Podcast from the Institute for Local Self-Reliance. I'm Lisa Gonzalez. Tullahoma, Tennessee is home to LightTube, offering triple play to residents and businesses and recently adding one gig service. Brian Skelton, general manager of the Tullahoma Utilities Board, talks with Chris this week about the network's growth and its success. LightTube provides unique local channels on its television service and also refuses to offer what he calls gimmick prices. Tullahoma Utilities Board regularly raises speeds without raising rates. Here are Chris and Brian. Welcome to another edition of the Community Broadband Bits podcast. Today I'm talking with the general manager of the Tullahoma Utilities Board, Brian Skelton. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Christopher. I appreciate it. Uh, I'm really excited to to get a better sense. We spoke with uh, Clarksville recently. We're slowly making our rounds across Tennessee. Uh, maybe you can start by telling us a little bit about Tullahoma and where it's located. Sure, be glad to. Tullahoma is a, a mid-sized town in uh, southern middle Tennessee. We are uh, equidistant, about 65 miles from uh, Nashville, Chattanooga, and Huntsville. So if you drew a dot in the middle of those three cities, you would basically have Tullahoma. Uh, we're about 12 miles off the interstate, um, so we don't have an interstate highway to, to bring uh, manufacturing here. Uh, it is a technology community. Uh, we have uh, Arnold Engineering Developmental Complex, which uh, is adjacent to Tullahoma. They have about 2,000 employees. It's the largest wind tunnel complex in America, uh, maybe in the world. I can't remember. Uh, lots of engineers, scientists, technology people working there. We do have a moderate, moderate amount of industry in town. Uh, uh, Goodrich Landing Gear, uh, which has since been uh, bought out by United Technologies, uh, is probably our largest manufacturer. They make uh, landing gear for various aircraft, and uh, we are a regional medical center for this part of southern Middle Tennessee. Our hospital complex is the, the largest within about 45 miles. The reason you're on the show is because you're doing some interesting work with uh, fiber optics and offering Internet access. Uh, maybe you can just tell us briefly uh, what the utility does in terms of uh, communications. Well, we are, first of all, we, we are an electric water and wastewater provider for the city of Tullahoma and some adjacent communities outside of Tullahoma. Uh, and we recently, uh, I guess back in 2007, the board made the decision and we served our first customer, telecommunications. Uh, we built our first customer in January of 2009 and we offer triple play services via fiber to the home. We're a GPON system uh, and we offer telephone, internet, and television. Okay, so now that we know where Telahoma is and a little bit more about the community, uh, let's go back in time and learn a little bit about why you decided to get into the uh, communications business. A Telahoma Utilities Board had looked at going into the telecommunications business in the late 90s, around 2000. Uh, it would have been an HFC build-out, and the city at that time decided not to move forward. And uh, I came to Tullahoma Utilities Board in April of 2006, and that's one thing the board wanted me to look into was the feasibility of building a fiber-to-the-home telecommunications system. So uh, we started working on that uh, in late 2006, 
uh, went through a feasibility study, um, got approval from our board unanimously, got approval from the city board uh, in April of 2007. And um, sometime late that summer, we went through the process of issuing $16.9 million in bonds and uh, started uh, with RFPs to build the system out. And between the fall of 2007 and the, I guess, late summer to fall of 2008 is when we built the system out. Uh, we put, a, uh, I, I think, approximately 200 miles of fiber in. We are an all-fiber system. Um, we service the city limits of Tullahoma, and we also service uh, a few hundred customers outside the city. Uh, as you probably know, state law in Tennessee uh, is written to where electric municipal utilities can serve broadband, but they can only serve their electric customers. Right. So if it's a customer uh, outside the city, if, if there's someone outside the city that's not a TUB electric customer, we cannot uh, provide them with telecommunication services. And and we branded our system, our, our uh, the brand of our telecommunication system is Light Tube, L-I-G-H-T-T-U-B-E. And in the logo, the TUB is a different color because it's also the acronym of the of the parent company, Telehome Utilities Board. Right. I've I've enjoyed that. You get some of the mixed capital is going on as well. Right. <laughs> um, so it's it's always interesting to me to reaffirm the way in which utilities often move forward on this, which is that they're, they're, you're rather cautious. You started off by, um, well, before you even got there, the utilities board looked at doing something because even back in the 90s, it was apparent that there was a need and you, uh, the, the utility evaluated doing a, a cable system and decided that it wasn't quite right for them. And then they came back in later years and found that the numbers did work out to do this fiber system. And so I just, I like to, I always like to make sure we, we hit that part of the story because some of the opponents of governments doing this is that they just jump in and they don't look and they don't know what they're doing, which is totally rebutted by the, uh, the actual practice of what we see. Absolutely, and 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 municipal electric utilities are typically uh, they've been in business for long periods of time, often for a hundred years or more. They're generally very fiscally conservative, and and they are not going to go into this business unless. Uh, they have gone through the process to make sure it's a sound business practice and, and will, 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 will financially do the things that it's supposed to do. And, and, and of course, we're not in this to make money. That's the difference between us and uh, privately owned telecommunications companies is we, we do not have the, the motive of trying to make a 10 to 20% profit. We do want to pay our bills. We want to provide good services. We, we pay our bond debt off, pay our employees. But, but our goal is to provide good services and grow our community. If you go back to the reasons that Tullahoma decided to do this. Economic development is the reason. It was to provide an opportunity for us to try to recruit technology businesses, to recruit residents to this town who valued having a high quality, uh, extremely high speed internet availability. Um, and being a small rural community and off the interstate, I mean, we were not going to get uh, the transportation-driven uh, facilities because they didn't want to travel the 12 miles off the interstate. While, while that seems like a very short distance, uh, surprisingly, there, there is a, a, a strong effort made uh, with a lot of these manufacturing companies to be just within a, a mile or less of the interstate. Right. Unfortunately, we don't have that ability. But we do have, we do have the broadband interstate going in Tullahoma. One of the ways that we often 
can tell whether or not a network is doing well is by looking at a lot of the numbers associated with the network. You guys are doing well in terms of your debt payments. You haven't missed anything. You haven't had to worry too much. And uh, your churn is quite low. So maybe you can just walk us through just, just very briefly some of the ways in which we know that your network is succeeding. Well, uh, as you pointed out, we've, we're very proud of the success we've had and the growth. Uh, we've been now billing customers, uh, I guess with the July bill, that will be four and a half years. We have never had a month with negative growth. We've always had a positive growth number uh, each month during during those four and a half years. So if you look at our... Uh, our, our potential customer base, we have uh, we have drilled down and we think we have about 9,000 or so potential customers. Out of those potential customers, as of today, we have just a few more than 3,130 customers. So that's that's over 34% penetration in less than four and a half years, and and that's really been also in a very tough economic time. This is this is not. I, I think that those numbers would be even higher if if this system would have launched a few years earlier. But we've really had to grow this customer base in a very tough economic time. Yes, it's entirely recession-based growth, which is very impressive. So we've grown every month. We've been cash positive now for the last two full years, meaning we've covered everything, including our bond payments, everything, except we didn't have enough to to fully cover depreciation. However, we have now become net income positive for four of the last six months. Um, we've got our plans for next year, and I can say with 100% confidence that we will be net income positive for fiscal year 2014, which began today. Uh, we've already we borrowed, as I mentioned, about 16.9 million dollars in in bond indebtedness that was uh, issued through the city as a general obligation bond paid back by the revenue of the system, and we've already paid back uh, almost 2.2 million dollars of that. So we've been making our interest payments. We've already started making our bond payments. Everything has been on time. We haven't had to uh, get an extension or a waiver on any of those. So everything is moving forward exactly as we have expected. Now. Our customer numbers, are, are they where we expected? They are not. We thought we would probably have a few more hundred customers at this point. But, you know, because of the reasons we talked about with economics, uh, uh, it just didn't happen as quickly as we thought. But the financial plan has actually worked exactly as we expected. Our churn over the last three years, and I think you've actually go back probably till the day we launched, we have averaged less than 1%. We've had a few months that we've had 1.1, 1.2%. But a lot of months we'll have 0. 0.6, 0. 0.7%. And, and I think that's incredible considering we're such a small community. So if someone moves out of Tullahoma and they move to the neighboring next town, I mean, we don't have a chance to keep those. But the, the MSO, the big MSOs, you know, you can move across the state or move from one state to the other, and they potentially will still keep you as a customer. If a, if a customer moves, we've got to replace them with another customer. So Right. And just for people who are not as steeped in the uh, industry, the MSO is the cable company. Um, what I what I find amazing is that, you know, for, for four and a half years, you have all these customers who are probably being bombarded with these temporary promotional offers to save a lot of money. And uh, what you might see would be, you know, a higher churn rate as some customers are going back and forth between the two networks to um, try and temporarily get a better deal. Um, the fact that, that you have almost no one doing that, I think, really shows the value of, of what you're doing. 
It really does, and uh, I don't have the exact numbers, but I can give you indicative numbers. But but let's say on a, a typical month, um, maybe we gain 20 customers, and to gain those 20 customers, we have to sign up 50 new customers, and we lose 30 customers. Well, those 30 customers that we lose, of the 30, 20 of them have moved out of town. Five of them have been cut off because they got delinquent, and we just had to, you know, turn them off for non-payment, and maybe three or four will have moved to another provider. So we're, if you drill down on the churn to say how many people are actually leaving you to go to another provider, we think the number is less than one-tenth of one percent per month. Wow. And do you do you have any sense of what you can attribute that to? Is it uh, loyalty to something that's locally owned? Is it, um, are the providers just have that bad of a reputation? Uh, what do you think the, re- the reason is? I think there are several reasons. I think I think um, the fact that it's a local company and and being owned by the utility and ultimately owned by the city and the and the people who live in this community, you know, our goal is to provide good services and not to make money. Just to again be uh, in a in a good cash position to operate the business. Uh, the, the fact that we're locally owned, the, the fact that anything that we make margin wise goes back and is reinvested in the system or is invested in. Pay off what we have borrowed. Uh, I think the fact that we do a tremendous amount of local programming, which no other provider does anything to that extent, including uh, showing uh, a majority of, well, all high school football games, uh, most all, if not all, high school basketball games, a majority of baseball games, some softball games, and occasional soccer game for the high school in high definition. Um, and, and really with a quality broadcast on football that would rival uh, some of the things you would actually see in a local network program. Wow. Those kind of things. There's a couple other things that we've done. One thing that we did, and uh, we debated this to start, and we've debated it for the last five years, is we have not done gimmick pricing. We have said from day one that Everyone in this town that has the same services will pay the same amount of money. So if a customer comes to us and threatens to leave because Charter, who's our MSO competition, um, offered them you know, $90 for a triple play for six months, I mean, we tell them we don't want to lose their business. We really hope they stay, but we will not match that offer. I mean, our prices are the same for everyone in town, and we and I think – you know, that's cost us a customer here and there, but a majority of the customers like the fact that they don't have to call their MSO every six months to try to get the next promotional offer. Absolutely. I know I value that tremendously, um, and surveys show that, that people value that tremendously. And uh, I should just throw in, for people who are listening from other communities, uh, the the record has been mixed, quite frankly, and some communities have struggled because although – People say they don't want that sort of gimmick pricing. They do respond to it. And so it's always good to hear from a community where people, I think, are making more educated decisions and supporting the local provider because, you know, as soon as, as soon as Charter can drive a competitor out of business, those, uh, the promotional pricing tends to uh, escalate and you, you don't get those good deals so much anymore. Well, and, and, uh, and the other thing I wanted to point out that we've done, and again, you know, unfortunately, with with video on our fiber internet and also on our telephone, we have we've been in operation four and a half years, have had no price increases, expect to not have any price increases. 
unfortunately on video we're getting hit with six to nine percent increases every year on video programming so we had a video increase january of 2012 and what we did to try to soften that blow and to try to tell people we're not like the regular cable company is that we we gave a two-year rate guarantee and you do not have to sign a contract but our board passed a moderate rate increase and our board you know endorsed and we publicized and have stood behind it that we're doing a rate increase but we're guarantee you for 24 months we're not going to come back and get another one that's that's terrific and i i just really have to salute the uh not raising the prices on the phone and the internet because you know it's been hard times for everyone people living on fixed incomes it's uh it's really terrific to have a utility that can keep the pricing affordable um now you, what you didn't mention and I, and I know is true is that you've even as you've held the pricing steady, you've increased the capacity of the internet connection. And um, I don't know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if you'd add, added features to the telephone package while you were doing that. Well, we we did change wholesale phone providers, and we did add some features to telephone about a year and a half ago, uh, because our our residential package for telephone is thirty one dollars and ninety five cents a month. That's the only thing we offer is that that price, but it comes with all call features. It's about tw- a list of about 25 call features, including voicemail for that price. Now, uh, if you get triple play, you get about an $18 discount. So you can basically take $6 off that service if you get triple play service. Uh, we offer the same exact thing on the commercial telephone side, and this is what's phenomenal. That we've had so much success on on the commercial telephone side is for $29.95. If you sign a three-year contract, you get a commercial uh, a commercial telephone line with all call features, including unlimited long distance. Wow. That's got to be very popular among the local businesses. Well, it is, and we've had lots of success with that, and we're happy that we're we're saving you know our uh, our, our customers, both residential and and commercial, lots of money. And in fact, we've did we've done some studies, and uh, I don't have the number right in front of me, but we certainly estimate that we we save our our businesses we think in the in the somewhere in the neighborhood of a million dollars a year now that's a combination of how much they're saving by going to us and also a combination of what they're saving because the competitor is sharpening their pencil and is offering them the kind of offers that people that don't have this competition don't have i mean they don't if you go one city away from us where there's not competition they don't get the same offers that our our residents and businesses do in addition to all those savings, you're also contributing more money to the community because I'm sure you pay the in lieu of taxes fees to the city. Um, I'm sure the schools are getting a much better deal. You said uh, in a, when we were talking previously, you said that the uh, schools get a gigabit between each city, between each uh, facility. Um, I'm sure that the savings to the community and the benefits go far beyond even that million dollars that, that you mentioned. Well, we do, and we certainly are offering them. Uh, uh, we're offering them speeds that are much greater than they can get anywhere else. And uh, we'll, I'll talk a little bit about our speeds. You mentioned gigabit, and uh, we we launched gigabit about a month ago, and. Um, it's new. It's priced at $299.95 a month, so it's $300 a month. It's not for everyone, and we think it will be slow in adding those customers, but there are going to be some customers who end up signing up for it. But what we wanted to do, as I said, we are doing this for economic development, and we wanted to be able to show, hey, we can offer gigabit, and we certainly can offer you anything less than that if you want it. So, um 
you know, technology companies are out there. We want them to know that Telahoma is ready for their technology company to come here. The upload speeds of fiber are, are such a differentiator. I mean, I know that, uh, that that coax is getting better on download, and and even DSL is getting a little bit better. But but none of them have the capability to do the kind of uploads that we're looking at. Our, our board just approved last month. We reduced. Um, we had what was a hundred meg down, fifty meg up residential package that was $150 a month. Well, last month, our board approved us reducing the price on that to $99.95 a month, and we bumped the uploads to symmetrical. So it's 100 meg symmetrical now for $99.95 a month. And that is a phenomenal Internet package for 100 bucks. Yeah, it sure is. I pay Comcast on the order of $80 a month for uh, what they advertise as 60 by 10 um, you know, they do an okay job of, of hitting that target, but boy, I'd sure like to pay just a little bit more and get a whole heck of a lot more speed. <laughs> well, and, and, and if you go down one level, which is, uh, to me, our most economical package for someone who really wants really great bandwidth, we have a 60 meg down, 30 meg up package that's fifty nine ninety five a month. And, and, and to give you an example of what we're trying to do to help our community, that package launched at 20 meg down, 5 meg up. Then we bumped it up to 30 meg down, uh, 10 meg up. Then to 40 meg down, 20 up. Then to 50 meg down, 25 up. So over the last four years, we've given all of our customers this speed increase at no extra cost. Yeah, over that time period, I'm just thinking, you know, um, Charter probably raises their prices in the surrounding community every time that you are increasing your speeds, but never increasing your prices. <laughs> Well, we're we're just trying to do what's right for our community, and uh, you know, internet is 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 going to continue to become faster and more affordable uh, for customers. And 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 on the business side, we've got uh, quite a few customers that are taking advantage of of 50 and 100 meg symmetrical uh, offerings that are uh, you know hosting web servers here in town. Um, we've got one technology company that hosts all of their engineering drawings for around the world here in Tullahoma and everybody from around the world can access that and they they've got to have a pretty big and certainly a reliable pipe to be able to to push that information back out to 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 their other offices around the world right and i think one of the most uh interesting pieces of these networks is often is the demand from nearby communities uh, and as you had mentioned tennessee law um, prohibits you from expanding no matter how much nearby communities really want to see you expand your service and no matter how much you may or uh, may want to expand or may want to have that option available to you in the future. It's not on the table, but um, I'm sure you get calls from people regularly saying, please sign me up who are outside your service territory. Well, we do, and uh, I mean, and not only people that are just outside of the perimeter of our service area, but we get calls from neighboring towns in uh, in uh, Winchester and Lynchburg and uh, Manchester, who are all you know ten to fifteen miles away. And of course, we don't have the ability to serve them. Uh, the group of uh, fiber municipal utilities in Tennessee has been active for several years trying to get some relief to at least be able to service some of these customers uh, within a limited area outside of our communities. And uh, so far, we have had no success in doing that. Uh, we, we're certainly you know, having to fight in the legislature against uh, the, the two big MSOs chartering Comcast here in Tennessee and also AT&T. But we, you know, again, we will probably try to pursue that again. And uh, I don't think, uh, speaking for Tullahoma, I mean, we don't have a goal to go out and service an area that's 
20 miles away from here, but we would like to be able to service, uh, you know, some businesses that are really close to our service territory where we could extend, you know, fiber a short distance and maybe pick up, you know, some, some good customers and some customers that offer some economic development value. There's an example of a, of a, of a machine shop that's here uh, just outside of our service territory, probably within uh, maybe less than a mile. And uh, uh, they would like to have uh, much better, more robust internet. And, and we just don't have the ability to do that. There's also a, uh, a joint industrial park that's about four miles from our service territory that the, actually the city of Tullahoma and the county and the adjacent city of Manchester have all put money into developing. And, uh, you know, they, they do now have, uh, I think, cable-based internet. But uh, we would like to, you know, be able to provide fiber out there so they could really go after technology companies that might want to come in there and open. Well, we hope that that changes in the near future. Is there anything else we should know about Tullahoma? To tell you a couple of things that we're doing, uh, we are doing an automated metering infrastructure project, and we're using our fiber to bring in uh, the meter readings at 55 different points around the city uh, for 21,000 total electric and water meters, and it's really it's going to be fantastic because we can uh, uh, give our electric customers now real-time data and uh, they can pull in reads instantaneously. We can pull in really close 15-minute reads uh, as as power begins the process of being priced on a time-of-use basis, and I think that's uh, certainly where everyone is headed in the future. Now, are you are you using a combination of wireless and fiber for um, the wireless for those people who don't take telecommunications services? We are, and we're actually using it even for people that are. We're using the fiber to pick up readings at 55 collectors around town, and we're using a wireless mesh system to go from meter or either meter to meter to collector or just meter straight to collector. Okay. Uh, and I think uh, the last I heard, about 80% of our meters, electric meters, read directly to a collector, so they don't even have to hop from one meter to the next to get to the collector because we put enough collectors out there to be uh enough to get a, I guess, a, a more, a, a quicker uh, reading uh, ability. Okay. But uh, it, this is going to be, uh, we're in the very final stages of doing that. I think we only have maybe 100 or 150 electric meters left, and we'll be utilizing that system very soon. We're already utilizing, just, just not fully. Uh, a couple of things we're doing on the video side, I talked about the local programming, but uh, we we have about 110 HD channels, which is certainly more than your average uh, provider. But we have actually three local channels, um, and we do a lot of local programming outside of sports. Uh, we have a 24-hour-a-day automated weather channel that's focused in Tullahoma. So you get the weather centered in Tullahoma, uh, gives you weather in the surrounding communities that you might be traveling to that day. So you don't have to go to the, to the weather channel and wait for the local on the eights. Um, and we do have a couple of uh, local high-def weather uh, webcams uh, of our airport and, and our civic center here, and they've, they've proven very popular. People can uh, tune in and, and see what's going on at the airport. I flipped over uh, yesterday, uh, was was eating uh, eating lunch or dinner, and had the webcam on at the airport, and here comes a skydiver. We have a skydiving school at the airport, <laughs> so I got to see a skydiver come into the airport. But uh, 
But anyway, and the other thing, one other thing on the business side, in addition to just offering internet, we we can offer point-to-point VLAN service, and we do a lot of that in town. Uh, We're doing that especially uh, in the medical community between the hospital and and various doctor's offices, but it's fast, it's secure, uh, it's very reliable, and uh, uh, that's been a really big hit for a lot of businesses around town that have multiple locations. Right. For people who are a little bit confused, um, the VLAN is its one of those services that I think not a lot of people uh, are familiar with who are outside the industry or outside of business, but it enables, you, it enables you to tie together multiple offices as though they're on one local network, and uh, that can just be incredibly valuable for productivity. Uh, unfortunately, a lot of times, because it's such a business product, uh, it's priced very high by incumbent operators, and so a number of municipalities uh, are able to keep the prices much lower, and that's just a tremendous benefit, especially for those small businesses that have multiple locations. Right, and we have uh, we have we have uh, more than one option for less than a hundred dollars a month, and and typically, as you probably know, oftentimes you know just to get a VLAN connection, you're talking several hundred dollars a month. So uh, it's it's really been popular. But 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 I guess in conclusion, th- this has been a really good thing for our community, uh, from a growth perspective, from a community pride perspective, uh, uh, just the ability. You know, we built this for the internet and uh, and the telephone. To some extent, and and the, and the TV was really something that we had to build to make it work financially. And, and on the residential side, certainly the TV has been extremely popular because of the high def and the local programming. But it's just been a a great thing for community pride. It's been great for saving both our businesses and our citizens. Uh, we think a tremendous amount of money. And and being locally owned, you know, if they want to come in and see me as the manager, if they want to. Uh, uh, talk to someone face-to-face, uh, they can do that. We're open eight, nine hours a day. We have a board of directors that meets once a month. If they're not happy with something, they can come to that board of directors. If you're dealing with one of the other companies that we're talking about, good luck on that. Right. That's something that, that we often think about um, being from an organization called the Institute for Local Self-Reliance. Uh, you know, it's just even your linemen have a different perspective, I think, than would uh, uh, the, a typical contractor or person working for charter because your linemen live in the community. They go to church in the community. They go to the grocery store in the community. And so um, there's just a different kind of pride and of service, I think, that comes with that. Absolutely. And and we, we even have a residency policy where our employees have to live a, a certain distance. So we don't have employees driving in 50 miles away to work and then take their money back to their hometown and spend it. I mean, we want them to be uh, living and shopping and patronizing businesses in the communities that we serve. Well, excellent. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I was glad to do it. Nice to talk to you, Christopher. We have several stories about Tullahoma at muninetworks.org, including posts about TUB's smart meters, economic development due to the network, and its new one-gig service. You can also visit tub.net for more about LightTube. Please send us your questions and comments. Email us at podcast at muninetworks.org. Our handle on Twitter is at communitynets. The show was released on July 9, 2013. Thank you again to the group Eat It Joe's for their self-titled song, licensed using Creative Commons. Thanks for listening. Joe!